Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening and welcome to day slash night six of the Paddy Power World Championship Fallout Bar brought to you by our friends Paddy Power. I am joined this evening by Dan Simpson, who is Doing a bit of branding as well in the background, I can say. A bit of advertising in the back. It's, 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 it's even on the Christmas tree as well. I've got a little Christmas tree. It's on top it's of little, it. A little tree topper. That's lovely, isn't it? How you doing, pal? You good? I'm very good, mate. Yeah, very good. Nice to be back on again. I had a night with Cam um, this week. It's nice to vary up, vary the team up. It's, um, yeah, really good. Decent day today. Better, if I'm completely honest, it's a better day than I expected. More to talk about than I thought we would have to talk about. Um, if I'm honest, when I first looked down the sort of order today, I thought tick 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 tick, like we're all good. Um, but no, a few surprises. Um, yeah, lots, well, of, lots of people talking. It's good. Chat was busy. Say, a better day than I expected, and you know what? A better a better evening than I expected, and I had a very high expectation of the evening. <laughs> it just delivered on a lot of fronts, and we'll we'll certainly come to that. But someone who had a very very good day was a certain Miss Emma Payton who. There's a few predictions for Paddy Power, and I'm just going to look down, so I'm taking it off my phone. Her predictions today was for Dan Steve to win 3-2, Steve Lennon to win, Otana to win 3-0 and each set 3-0, and Ross Smith to win 3-1 at 109-1, to I believe it was, that Paddy Power priced it up at. So, um, well done, Miss Payton, and anyone who followed Paddy Power this morning for the uh, recommended what? bets. Because what a woman! What I mean, like, um, like, uh, genuinely unbelievable stuff. Like, she's uh, she does an incredible job of presenting and anchoring that Sky Sports. Um, you know, the, the can you imagine the challenge of working with the rabble that she has to coordinate between all those um, former darts players? And, and she does an incredible job. But yeah, what a pick to to pick to pick four results on the spin get two scores right and pick the score of every leg 
in one match is really incredible stuff. Yeah, top work from Emma. And I can imagine that there will be a great deal of people waiting, uh, with, <laughs> expecting Emma's picks for tomorrow. Um, I'm yeah, sure. I'm guessing they land about an hour or two before session starts. So I've got a feeling social media page around Paddy's will be even more busy than what it is. Yeah, I think there'll be lots um, of people eagerly waiting Emma's, Emma's picks <laughs> tomorrow. Um, Sean, that's a nice spot. That this, I'm actually the only man in England that owns more Matt Edgar shirts than Matt Edgar. Um, I'm fairly confident on that statistic as well. I, so am I, so am I, because I've seen the competitions <laughs> you've won them in, it seems to be everyone. However, one thing they have for that, um, I've had six days, I haven't done one of them. This is my first one introducing one thing people have for that, the most important people done the chat room. So I'll jump into there before we go into the dames. Busy tonight to Sean. Daniel Graham, um, Sam, Bob, what a performance from Luke Littler. We will certainly talk about that that young gentleman very, very shortly. Tommy's in, Bob's in, Jack's in. Just going through. Yeah, I saw the Matt Edda comment, the William O'Connor zombie walk on. Say, there's so many talking points. I forgot about that now because of what's happened tonight, but. That's something certainly to mention. But where we will start is at the top of the show when we mentioned Emma's pits, but with Anstey winning 3 2 against um, Tantelli, it delivered a lot of drama, Dan. And one of the people who had that 3 2 very nervy early on in that. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a funny game in that there's a, I mean, there's a case to be made that it was an awful match, wasn't it? Like averages of 82 and 78. Dublin was crap from both of them. Like it, 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 in, in a lot of ways that we describe a, a darts match, it was crap. But I, I found it genuinely quite engaging because there was some peril, because it swung about a bit. And, and you know, you, we didn't really know going into that last set who was going to win. And it delivered some tension. And, and whilst it didn't deliver some of the box office darts and movement around the board that we would see later in the day it did certainly deliver something um as, as a bit of a as a bit of a, a start to the game uh start to the day sorry um yeah I, I i enjoyed it much more than i thought i would but levels are going to need to be lifted from sazansky if he's going to do anything further in this tournament because it wasn't crap. he was the one we probably had the two we expected a lot more from a desk from the year he's had um, we've seen him, obviously, the run on the Pro Tour, and that was probably the surprise that we didn't see that manner of performance. But like I said, he added a bit of drama to a game. To, I'm probably putting it nicer than what you are, Dan, but in reality, what you're saying is true. It wasn't great. It wasn't easy on the eye. But No, but I'm not saying... And I, but again, it was very watchable. Like sometimes it, in these games. The, these I'll tell you what, games. there's been games in this tournament that where the, the the throwing averages and statistics were far better than that, that I haven't enjoyed as much. Like, it, it was a... It, it, for, for different reasons, it, it was a watchable game. Um, it had various moments. It had, you know, it had multiple tension points and things where, the, you know, the... the the, the pendulum swung back and forth, and it, yeah, it was it was it was a nice way to start the to start the afternoon. Few other people jumping in the chat. Evening to Harry, one of the team, and I guess he's 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 an honorary member of the team. John O'Shea who's in the chat room as well, um, as with us. But we'll move swiftly on to Dame number two. And Dan, looking at Steve Lennon Owen Bates, I honestly thought 
very, very disappointing or a fantastic game to watch. It did go either way. And it went to the second one because Owen Bates early on was just incredible. And then the someone who's fighting for their life on tour, what a performance that was from Steve Lennon to come back and hold it against a crowd who were very, very much against him. Yeah, and it... It did show. I mean, obviously, Steve is by far the more experienced player in those in those environments. You know, Owen Bates has done some stuff, and he's but he's you don't know where near the level. I mean, he was debuting today, nowhere near the level of general tournament experience that, that Steve Lennon's got. Now, I'll hold my hand up. I think you know, I sent you my picks around lunchtime today, and I had this as an Owen Bates win. And at 2-0, I was like flexing in the mirror. I was thinking, I, you know, I know better than everyone. I know Dan knows better than the bookies and Dan knows better than everybody else. And and at 2-0, I thought I'd been vindicated. And 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 I do, if I'm completely honest, you know, there's, there's loads of different ways we can analyse the way the game went. I do put all of the credit onto Steve Lennon for that comeback rather than... You know, I don't think Owen Bates has got 2 0 ahead on his debut and had a wobble. Like, I, I don't think that is what happened at all. I think Steve Lennon just played some brilliant darts, some really high pressure shots. Um, again, you know, we've not seen lightning averages, but this was an unbelievably watchable game. Um, thoroughly entertaining. You know, I think, you know, the crowd did swing a bit. I think. The, as the game went on, and I know Steve Lennon, he was certainly against the crowd for large parts of it. I don't think by the end of that game, there were many that really begrudged that because they'd watched a 3-0 comeback. They'd watched some incredible darts in the process. Some of his checkouts were under pressure, were really, really good. And and he, he has, you know, the, Steve Lennon had to come here and save his tour card. Like, that's what he had to do. And if he didn't win that first game, he he was out because Florian Hempel had won his first game. So it, it, it is, it's a little bit, and I know we can make it a bit wider. Radek Sadamski is now within the conversation after his win today. You know, he's moved himself up to 67 spot, but numbers 66 isn't in. Um, 65, Florian Hempel, but now Steve Lennon in that green section. So if Hempel and Sadansky and others don't make it further, he's safe. He's in the green. And I, we've said this loads of times in terms of qualifying for tournaments and other things. It must be far more comfortable to be in the green and defending that than being outside of there and trying to fight up and, you know, and, and, and move forward into, into position. So huge, huge comeback, really entertaining. It showed real balls from Steve Lennon today in that situation. Um, and and that game, that comeback, those three sets there on the trot, could have just preserved his tour card for for another year. Really yeah, impressive. It certainly could do. I guess just looking a bit shorter term for Steve Lennon, the manner of the, that victory, winning nine of the last eleven, when Owen Bates, as you said, played well in spells, was outstanding. I'd probably say in spells, and then poor in the others, which his average short shows that. But short term for Steve Lennon, Dan. It's Johnny Clayton up next, and it's Johnny Clayton who's not had a fantastic 2023. And I know we're putting down to the high standards he's set. Steve Lennon now down into that lane thinking, yes, he's still fighting for his tour card because there was a few players underneath him who only need one more win who would then jump him. So he's going to want to get that win himself. Do you think that Lennon can let that against Johnny Clayton? Or do you I... think that's still a step too far? 
I, I mean, I think it's doable. And, and what I think is important, no, in the in the way that game went today, and what you might have taken from it, I suppose, in this tournament on that stage, is he came from two 0 behind. Because let's be brutally honest, there's a fair chance that there's a fair chance he goes two 0 behind to John, to Johnny Clayton, isn't there? You know, Johnny Clayton starts fast. He's going to take two sets rapid, and Steve Lennon could find himself two sets behind. But but he's been in that situation this week. He's done it. He's been there. You know, he hasn't got long to turn it around until he's back on stage. I think, when is he going to be back? Friday? Saturday afternoon. Saturday, is he back? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's only, it's only a couple of days apart. And that's where I think, the I don't think it'll be, oh, well, I've won that game today. Now I know I can beat Johnny Clayton. But I think it's that that coming through the, the adversity of being behind. Um, that, I think, can only be a really positive thing. I think it can only be a good thing in terms of, uh, in terms of, is that match against Johnny? Yeah, he's going to be a massive underdog, but but who knows? Yeah, moving on to game number three, and it was a Irish Wednesday at the Palace. There's William Altona come up next to then Bav Patel, and William Altona won this one three 0 and well, as Emma predicted, won it three 0 three 0 three 0 and totally, totally swooped the field. And what stood out here for William Altona was. Not the fact he won the game. He was probably expected to win the game. He was red-hot favourite. Coming into someone who qualified for the World Championships as a reserve, um, taking up Pratash Giwa's spot. But what William Altana did was, for a large part of this game, was averaging over 100. He finished at 98.74. And, Dan, it was... It was certainly a marker put down by Altana on performance. Let's put the results sort of to one side, well, that, as it was expected. But from a performance point of view, that was a marker certainly put down. That's what he had to do. You know, I think, you know, there was nobody, you know, Patel didn't really give himself a fighting chance. Going to, you know, I think the, the, no one's surprised at the result. William O'Connor's got a really tough game against Chris Dobie. Chris Dobie's done some brilliant things this year. He, he's... He's a really, really tough match for William O'Connor. And I think that this game wasn't a great draw for William O'Connor going into that Chris Dobie game. Because because you all, if you for me, I think if you're William O'Connor, you almost wanted to come through a like a bit of adversity. You know, you want to come through a proper match, play yourself into the tournament. And that's the advantage you've got over Chris Dobie is you've you've already won a match, your form, your form's going well. Um and you know, and to play a guy who three or four weeks ago wasn't in, you know, wasn't playing in the World Championships, um, William O'Connor did really well because he because there's nothing coming back at him and he was just playing the board. It was it was a practice session for him. Um, but what, Dan, one one thing William O'Connor has now that as well, he's a fantastic work on Sunday. That's certainly not the crowd doing. It's certainly not the chat room talking about it. And him coming out to Zombie. Um, We've seen Chris Dolby change his water music to something that's now more of a fan favourite. William Alton has done down a route of picking something else that landed quite well. Um, coming on to that on... Is it last on... Oh, last on Friday, mate. And now the first thing you know that I put in the group chat today when we heard that walk-on was, like, brilliant walk-on, but... Bit wasted on a you know early afternoon session. Like it needs it needs that's an evening walk on, isn't it? And uh, that's that's perfect. Like you know the last thing on a Friday night. It, I mean, I'm dreadfully sorry for the guy because he's going to get beat three 0 But <laughs> but the walk on it is going to be tremendous. 
We will move on then to game number four of the afternoon section, which was Ross Smith was the seed of the afternoon session coming into play and taking on Nils Zonneveld. And solid performance. Ross Smith is probably a way to sum it up. Um, tested at spells, started off very well. Zonneveld come back at him. Um, but then Ross Smith just had too much in the ender. Yeah, it it, it it went. I mean, we said we talked just before we came on, and I, and, I, and I think the only thing I could say was, it it went exactly as I thought it would. Um, you know, Zonneveld, Zonneveld played some some lovely darts. Like he played, he played well. You know, his average ninety, he's on thirty percent on his doubles. He, he's not he's not disgracing himself in any way, um, but. Ross Smith just played like the world number 16, didn't he? You know, he, he averaged around where he, he he should, you know, you know, early in the tournament, 95 was good, 40% on his doubles. He was just that bit better in every area. Um, and he again he kept it consistent throughout throughout the match. So yeah, it was a, it was a really good performance from, from Ross. Um, but I, I think it was it was a professional performance. He needed to get one out of the way. Um, you know, the the, the bigger challenges are, are are ahead. Um, they, they are ahead. I, I agree with you on that. However, from a Ross Smith's perspective, he's storing 13 140s, 7 180s. He's going to be a danger in this tournament because of his storing, because he's coming into this and that boy can eat 180s for fun. Well, and, and if he can keep 40% on the doubles, he'll win matches because he's scoring so good as he gets to them first. So as long as you know, if he, if his doubles drop, Ross, you know, we, we know he struggles if his doubles aren't there. But if his doubles are there, he's massive, he's so dangerous because he scores so well and he finds those 180s at he, there's there's a, and somebody somebody said it on comms today, it might have been when um there are better 180s than others. Like, you know, that not all 180s are equal. And and Ross is very, very good at finding those really valuable 180s at the right time that can turn a leg in a leg where you think he's not going to win and he finds a 180 at the right time and all of a sudden he's there. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting. Um, a good result, but I, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to sustain and more, I think. Yeah, I agree. And add a bit of commotion with the Ali Pali Wasp, as Bob's mentioned there, what Wayne said on commentary was very, very clever by Wayne at saying that the Wasp is older than Lou Littler. There's a very good chance that that is the case. <laughs> but we were then we'll come on to Lou very, very shortly because he was third dame on the evening session. However, the opening dame on the evening session delivered Daniel because Alex Spellman, let me just put it out there before we go into the results, I thought was fantastic tonight. He's ah. done hardly anything wrong. His average hardly moved. He dropped towards the end when I think Joyce was just eating absolutely everything. Especially that double 16, sort of battering as it does from um, Relentless. But Alex Spellman, I thought, was fantastic. I think it was 98 um, set one, 98 set two, dipped 97, I think, set three. And it just showed how how good the dame is in North America at the minute with that performance. But Ryan Joyce lived up to his nickname. Yeah, and... It... It is. I was. I mean, again, I'll hold my hands up. I 
I oh, you know I picked Spellman for this one, and I'm you. I normally back. And if if anyone is if they if they're Three not Joyce, I've done in front of them. Yeah. Three one Joyce. If they're if they're north of Leeds, they class as a class as a northeast darts, and then I'm behind them a hundred percent. But I like Spellman's been so good, and I we you know we've talked loads on the, on the live lounge and other other streams we've done about what a danger he was coming into this tournament. Bit unknown to many outside of those of us that you know pay attention to 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 everything, um, but really and and was another prospect. And after seeing. You know, after seeing some guys from the Asian tour, you know, put in some unbelievable performances this week, I I really thought Spellman was gonna. And and to be fair, he 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 sort of played how I thought he would play. You know, I, you know, if someone said this morning, average ninety five, he do fifty five percent of his doubles. He's done in one set. Like he's he's been unlucky. I, I genuinely think he's been unlucky because Ryan Joyce was imperious. Like just wasn't. Wasn't to be beaten at all today, Ryan Joyce. Um, just brilliant, really, really good. And we've seen some moments of real brilliance from him this this year. We've seen some amazing stuff on the pro tour. We haven't seen the consistency, but if he can string a few games together, Ryan Joyce can win matches and he can win big matches on stages as well. He's a real danger. Yeah, and and what it does is that sat these sessions, two sessions look very tasty. That's one of the dames. I just want to talk to you about Dan. Obviously, it's not prediction time because that's not that would be on Friday's show. But just talking about the down there, Ryan Joyce has got Stephen Bunting. If Ryan Joyce finds that level, and let's say that level that Ryan Joyce has found is very much what Bunting's found the past three or four months, that would be one of the best times of round two. It's it's potentially the game of the day, isn't it? You know, in reality, you know, when you look through the whole day, um, that's potentially the be- the best game of the day. Um and it could, I really think it could go either way because, I mean, Stephen Bunting's a hell of a player and he's had a hell of a good year, but he does have a bit of inconsistency in him. He does just have a bit of inconsistency in him. And Ryan Joyce just has a turn of brilliance that if those two things align, then Bunting could be in trouble. Ryan Joyce could be a bit of a nightmare for or he could be a real handful. Um, at the minute, it's, it's my pick of the day for Saturday for games. It looks great. Yeah, it certainly does. And then moving on to dame number two, I know it's a very weird way I'm going to approach this. It's going to be similar to the other one. But then, how good is Ben Rob? <laughs> We've seen him on the Super Series very, very recently. I can't remember last week or week before. We've seen him in World Series events. We've seen him at World Championship before. But there were six Tom Plus checkouts in that day. And there was an 85 and an 89 average. Which shows there's still a lot of work for both to do. And we've seen Richard Veenstra destroy Luke Littler at Lightside just 18 months ago with the highest record there. So we know that dame is there for him. We also know it's there for Ben Robb as we've seen it at the Super Series in a short format. So he probably didn't deliver on the store in front. But the Tom Plus checkouts from both players had then made this a very, very interesting watch and a very harsh store line, I would say, on Ben Robb. Oh, 3-0, like, 3-0 bears no resemblance to the game that I watched today. It's it's a it's a very, very generous scoreline for, for Richard Veenstra for that. Now, I, I picked Veenstra, um, I picked him to win. I've been a big fan of of the Richard Veenstra game for, for quite a while now. And then I've had lots of talk with people about whether or not that game carries through on the... PDC television tournaments and and if it if it could and and 
but I, I think he's a guy with a with a really high ceiling. You know, I think he's you know he, he's he's still in in year one of his of his tour card. Um, you know, he's he's got into the he's, he's sort of in the seventies. He's going to be really safe and secure on his tour card. He's going to have a little pressure on him. He's going to play with. He's going to be playing with freedom into next year. Um, I've I, I've said for for quite a while this year that I think he could be dangerous. Now, whether or not he, he does much more in this tournament is you know is depends largely on you know. Danny, I'll tell you what. After when the draw was made, knowing that was his, I think he'd found Ben Rob a difficult first round draw, considering who else was in that. Half facing Tim Hybrex as the seed, yes, it wasn't great today, but I think he'll fancy his chances. I because think... because today it wasn't his A day, and he knows it that. And, and Kim's also someone who he's played. You know, he's quite familiar with. He's played him quite a lot of times. He, he's not gonna. He's not somebody new. He, he's a he's a seed, but he's not. You know, he's not bumping into a. You know, a top twelve player is he? You know, he's not. He's not. He's not been unfortunate enough to meet. Uh, you know, just looking in that section. You know, Dimitri Vandenberg and Stephen Bunting. Like in terms of seeds, he's done all right. He's took the. You know, he's got the lowest seed in 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 that in that quarter. Um, so I will. And I'm, I know we're not doing it, but I will probably be picking Richard Veenstra in that game. Yeah, I, I think it's an opportunity that. Richard Beanster will be happy with. I think he'll know that his game tonight, as I said, spells um, and his finishing was was very, very good. But he knows he won't get that many chances against him if he plays the same way he did tonight. But I agree with you, there is there's still a lot more to come from Richard Beanstra. However, it is time to talk about a certain young man who had an awful lot of expectation on his shoulders. And I just want to reel off nine numbers to you, Dan. 14, 15, 12, 13, 14, 11, 14, 15, 15. They were the leads that Luke Littler won tonight. So no lead that he won was over 15 darts. So he, yes, there was 11 leads played, so we lost two of them. However, every lady one was in five visits or less. It's, That's a way to make your debut, right? I mean, it, the, the most remarkable thing. I mean, we were lucky enough to, to sit with Luke last week, weren't we? You know, and, and talk to him and 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 you you genuinely get a fit. Because I, I you've seen him, I've seen many of you laws, we've talked to him on streams on here, and and What's always amazing is how sort of calm and relaxed and unfazed he, he seems. And I and I just, you know, you think, oh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a good show, isn't it? But then you speak to him in person and you sort of think like, no, it's real, this. And then you watch him on that stage and, and it's the most remarkable thing, you know, apart from his dance, his dance, the numbers speak for themselves. Like to make your debut at 16 years old and average 106 and not just averaging 106, but some of the finishing was ridiculous. I mean, he's 50% on his doubles. That 106, the, 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 the ease at which he was finding the ball was just like, honestly. So that was one shot I was going to probably talk to you about, Dan. It was early on in the game. It was 94, I want to say, and um, led two, maybe led three. Of the first set, it was definitely in the first set. 
And with Luke Littler on 94, the confidence that that lad's got, my first 40s, he's got the treble 18. I didn't even consider anything else. The fact he went for ball, I thought, oh, is that nerves? Is that what that is? No. And his 25 dart was the bottom left of sort of, if you're facing the board. The 19 was plumb straight in the middle of the bed. And I thought, he's surely got a move. He absolutely pinned that ball with no drama whatsoever. And the first thought, honestly, when he didn't know for the treble was, is, he, is it just early nerves that he wants a shot? He wants a shot. But it, it's actually yeah. probably the flip of that, that the confidence was just ridiculous that he knew that, well, he probably fancied himself to it ball first time, because we've seen how many times tonight on the Super Series that he'd leave a better finish. It's amazing. But, it's genuine, God, honestly. That, it, that moment, I just sort of went, he's a bit... He's a bit dust. <laughs> it blows me away. Dirt. It genuinely blows me away. I could th- because not, but, and I say not just for his darts. He's such a he's such a nice lad, and and I think the way that he approaches it, he, he's got some he's got some really good people around him, who who I, they must work very hard to in order to develop him into this just young man that has this amazing approach to what are to normal human beings, high, high pressure situations, highly stressful situations. And he just seems, even when you see him get interviewed after, you know, after the match, he doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to have, he doesn't seem to go up and down in terms of, and I know he gives a bit during the game, you know, he, he celebrates and he does, and, he, and he, he gets animated, which is great, but he just seems to be able to immediately bring himself back and talk nicely to, Whoever's interviewing, whether that be someone on the telly, whether that be us, on the, you know, whether whoever yeah. that is, it, it it's genuinely remarkable, and and he is the most exciting thing about darts at the minute, and 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 also it's like, and I don't, I I, I could I could sit and talk about Luke Little for another hour, but like, I, I watch darts with my kids. I've got three kids, as you you know, Norm, and like, they get excited about watching Luke Little because he's sixteen. It's like it, it's. That dream of kids that have of being a dart player and going and doing it and watching darts on the TV, like he's almost connected. That he's like the link in between because he is there. He's just a kid and he gets there. It's so special, and and the the I mean, and it could be because of what's happened in the last couple of days. And I and I know we're getting into spoilers, and I, I won't go too far into it just yet, but. There are, there were potentially two big, dangerous matches in his section for Luke Littler, and they were the the two big seeds, and they're gone. And that is like, because because if we're honest, like everyone who knows Luke Littler, and was we, we were all mapping it through and saying, well, he's gonna meet Wade. And he's gonna meet right. What well, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Now you look at that and you think, well, Andrew Gildin, Matt Campbell, Jim Williams, Barney. That that draws opened up, hasn't it? Yeah, it has done. But without disrespecting any of them, I don't think Luke Littler would care that much that them have done. I know we said in one of his interviews that he smiled a little when Wade had done. I think he was, yeah, he was asked about James Wade, obviously, because Peter hadn't done by then. 
And he said he smiled a little when that had happened, but then realised, actually, I've got to beat Christian Tist, who we've not mentioned Christian Tist. He didn't do an awful lot of runs. He, he scored quite well. He, average, he, averaged, he was averaging 100 after the second set. Lee, that, and now that's, that, that's a bit of a start average because it's not taken into account that he had many darts at double, so they're just storing numbers. But that only dropped to 90. But people were expecting probably less than that from Litla, um, from Tis, sorry. So, Luke Littler deserves... performance 50% of opening games. Luke, yeah, but Luke Littler right now is... I don't think he's worried about who's coming up with him. I totally agree. Fortunate enough to obviously meet him a couple of times. Spoke to him at um, Lakeside last year um, in their world. Spoke to him, obviously, he was with us on Monday night. And the, the people he's got around them, and the best thing about the people he's got around them is they love darts. And yeah. obviously, obviously they the, the love him, but they love darts as well. And to have someone like that supporting you. And Luke was just as excited when he spoke to us on Monday about his game on Sunday in the JDC than he was the World Championships. Because he just likes winning matches. He just he wanted to go on that stage. His disappointment, his only disappointment on Monday about going to the World Championships was that Sunday's JDC final wasn't when it was full of crowd. It was before, it wasn't streamed, it wasn't... That was his only... The only thing he was like, I just wish that was on because he wants to perform in front of a full crowd... And he averaged 100 on Sunday. In a shorter format, it was just first to six. I say that, he played nine lengths. He's played 11 tonight, so it's not much shorter. But he averaged 100 then. He's averaged 106. Right now, I think his most difficult game in this quarter is round two because of the manner of how that player will play against him. I think if he gets past that, it's very difficult not to see him in. And I don't know. Obviously, quite a, more than needs to be done, but I think that's his challenge. There that is, is a, the, that is the question mark. There's a real sort of romantic, old romantic in me that, with the greatest respect to the other players in that section, I think it will be quite beautiful for us to see on the Ali Pali stage, even if it's just like if, imagine because we know what could come from Luke in the next few years. Imagine if jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just while the two in the Venn diagram of darting careers, in the very slim time that they overlap, imagine if we got to see Luke Littler against Raymond Van Barneveld at Ali Pali in the World Championships. 
Like, that's two games away, you know, that could happen. And and I just think, imagine how special that would be. Like, in, what, a, what a potentially amazing moment that could be. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself and getting excited, but what a cool prospect. Yeah, it's certainly, um, it's certainly a possibility, especially as the draws opened up. It is certainly a possibility. Probably not favourite to happen because of what happened in our last game, but it's certainly a strong possibility. Um, just one thing I want to talk on, Dan, it's round one, and someone has done something in round one that probably hasn't broken the social media light as much as what probably Fallon did four or five years ago when Fallon won her first game. And a lot of people tonight are talking about and Mr. Luke Littler made it into the Premier League <laughs> because we did this in round one when oh, Fallon God. won. Didn't know where you were going with that conversation. I didn't realise. We had to check, I had to check the calendar. I thought, have I missed Christmas? We've spoke about the seven players. We believe, no. or we, we we say that we think are in, unless something major happens at the World Championships. Yeah. Tan Littler put his name into that hat. I think... Oh, sorry, Dan, I'll change my question. What does he I... need to do to put his name into the hat? Final. Because, because, I, only because, I think that the PDC knows, we've, we've, we, we know what Matt, we've heard Matt talk extensively about the decision on Luke Humphreys last year. And, and we know that, that they consider whether it is right for the player in terms of timing and in terms of their career. There is a part of me, and whether it's the professional in me that's speaking here or the dad in me that's speaking here, that thinks the idea of putting a teenager through that at that age, I don't know how wise it is, and I'm not sure it would be the right thing for him to do there. What I think is there's a decent chance he picks up a title next year and then... He's had a full year at playing. Like you'd have to. I mean, where would he be ranked on the? Where would he be ranked on the order of merit? Yeah, when they, he'd have to. He'd be ranked hundred and twenty something when they when they pick. <laughs> you know, when they when they announce it because they've said they're not going. They're going to go after the worlds. They're not waiting until after the masters this year. Is the commitment that Matt Port has made? Um, I I don't think it'll. I think I, I think if he gets in a final there might be an overwhelming amount of pressure and and the media response it'll get could be quite positive. I don't think, I don't know. And, and I think it's really tough. It's a really tough question, if I'm really honest. If I'm, if, yeah, I don't know. I think because there is still a Lund way to go. He's only played, I know we talked about round two, Danger, we didn't talk about one next. We're talking about round one. He's got a, potentially another six Danger in this tournament. I think if he wins another three, maybe four of them, with a performance similar to tonight, you know, we could maybe drop three or four points on the average and I'm still classing that as similar. But if he's doing that at that manner and then loses in a barnstormer to someone with a 100 or 101 in a quarter final, I just think, I think it'll be very, very difficult considering, and it will probably move us in nicely to the next game, considering one of the seven names that we've said are in, has just lost in the second round. So I think there's that sort of... He manoeuvre. was never in my seven. 
Was he ever? Uh, yeah, and and I suppose you know, it does move us in nicely to what to many is an upset. Um, not to others. Some of us sent our picks in at lunchtime today and picked Jim Williams for the win. <laughs> yes, you did. I you did, predicted yeah. it. Though, I, in front of predict. me. I fancied him. As a 3-2 him. win. As a 3-2 win, you yeah. went for I went 3-1 right on this one. I did. Um, I fancied Jim Williams to win this since I saw the draw. Um, for, the, for the simple reason that I think Jim's... I know he's... He's come into a bit of criticism this year for missing events and decisions to not go to certain things and do other things. And um, but he's a very, very talented dart player and he's very consistent and he doesn't flap very much and he stays quite calm and he's played. Yes, it's a very different environment in the Ali Pali as to the world championships he's played in, you know, elsewhere, but he has made a world championship final before. He's used to playing in games that are important. And I really fancy him. And Peter Wright, to say that Peter Wright is unpredictable is is an understatement because he, he's, caught, he's so unpredictable. We, like, we don't know. He didn't throw any of the sets of darts I thought he would throw. Like, and, I had three, and I had three on my shortlist. <laughs> I had three sets of darts on my shortlist that I thought he'd show. None of them were the two that he chucked. Um, it, I, I didn't feel confident for Peter. I was watching the walk-on. Didn't think, I, d- I didn't think he looked comfortable even throwing his. As soon as he was throwing his practice darts at the board, I didn't think he looked comfortable. I didn't think he looked settled at all on the stage. Um, and and it just went downhill from there. I mean, an eighty-three average at the Palace from Peter Wright is unheard of, even when he's having a bad game. Um, he was a he was a a mile away, and and I think Jim I think Jim Williams did very well to sort of keep on plodding through that game and grinding it out amidst the sort of chaos of Peter Wright being in that situation. You know, he, he, there, there was times where he almost seemed to be pulling Jim along with him at, at spells. Um, I think Jim did really well, but yeah, Peter's had a, a disaster. And, and that's, that is going to affect him in terms of his ranking, uh, in terms of... Is seeding for tournaments. You know, we talk a lot about where, you know, people go and who you're likely to meet at various different parts. But, like, Peter Wright's going to be a mile away. You know, he's, yeah. he's provisionally ranked seventh in the world. Um, that's very likely to change tomorrow. That will change. That will right? change. No, I was saying, that, that could have changed by tomorrow afternoon. Um, and he could be even lower. And, and that's when he's going to, you know, he's going to start meeting... He's let's be honest, he's been in the top four for the last four years at least. He's had a pretty comfortable ride when it comes to draws in major tournaments, and he's not going to get that going into this year at all. Um, because his seedings are going to be all over. And I don't think he's anywhere close to being ready for the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, not even close. Difficult conversation, I guess, with the history of Peter in winning a, a title only a few months ago. But then the, the performance we've seen tonight, I totally agree with. That I just want to flip it on to Jim Williams because it wasn't great by Jim, but it was then probably professional is the word to use. And it was interesting to hear your friend Glenn on commentary talking about it. And sometimes it's then like Glenn was a little bit frustrated with Jim, I'd say, Dan, because he probably expected more from him. But for Jim Williams, that's two wins, a bit of a scrappy first round. Um, Easy into victory first round, sorry. He, um, easy into victory in the second round. 
But what this probably does for Jim Williams is I know people won't like the idea of this, but Jim Williams picks his tournaments. We've seen that. He picks and chooses his tournaments because he's not worth commitments. With Pro Tours moving to next to midweek next year, good run here, Dan. And that probably allows him from a worth perspective to have a lot more freedom around picking and choosing Pro Tours and Euro Tour qualifiers and so on and so forth because of his run here. That could well continue. Yeah, it's 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 whether or not that carries through into consistently, you know, consistent darts. Because it, it, all the time he's not playing and he chooses to not play events, I assume that there's also something when there's some inconsistency in him playing. There's got to be some inconsistency in him practicing. There just has to be, doesn't there? They have to. And you know, do we well, just to need... be honest? To be honest, I've done a lot of the times that Jim doesn't play on PDC, apart from if we've seen him missing midweek, if he's not at a PDC weekend or he's not done to qualify for he's a tournament, else we tend to see him at, I don't know, uh, a Red Dragon event or we've seen him at the Champions, yeah, Champions he, and stuff does, like that. Yeah. He, he still does play. However, it's the commitment of the professional tour. I think that he, he struggles with more than the commitment to darts, if that makes sense. Yeah, and he... I'm a I'm a big fan of Jim, but and I and and I think I think Glenn mentioned it and sort of alluded to it a few times. But he's he is a bit of one of these players where you can't. He could be so much more, but it's a big risk, isn't it? You know, we I mean, how long did we have the conversation about Johnny Clayton and as to you know, and, and Johnny Clayton's winning the Premier League and he's he's still going out and plastering houses the next day and and um, is. It's difficult. It's a it's a really tough decision because there's no guaranteed money. There's no guaranteed income. Um, and if you walk away from a job, there isn't always a job waiting for you when you go back. You know, it's 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 a real real challenge. But um, I I for one would like to see you know Jim Williams the full time darts player because I think he's yeah, brilliant. I would as well. Brilliant. Just one note then. I'm just actually reading a quote from um, PDC, just a media release that come through about Pierre Wright leaving, uh, losing, sorry. Um, maybe it would be a different game if I'd have hit one of the doubles to win the second set. I'd really had sits there to win that. But it, I didn't feel confident of actually getting it, to be honest. This is the worrying sign, Dan. It was hopefully I hit it rather than this one's going in. That isn't the Peter Wright we are used to. Well, Even when he's not playing well, he's, there's still that level of confidence. Two-time world champion, match player champion, you know, players championship finals winner. That is not the recent mindset. TV, recent TV winner. Europe, well, so the stat that you know, kindly provided by Darts Oracle that we, we saw this evening was Peter Wright's the only player to, won, to have won a television major in each of the last four years, winning the Europeans this year. That was so. He's the only player, the only professional darts player who's won a televised title every year for the last four years. No one else has done that. None of the big guys. Yes. Yeah. But and and that's why you know inconsistent and unpredictable are the buzzwords because we we see the sublime and the ridiculous, don't we, with Peter Wright? Yeah, we certainly do. Um, we certainly do that. So, Dan, moving on to tomorrow's. Play. We have our last of the round one games tomorrow. We have two in the afternoon, followed by two second round games on the uh, afternoon session. 
before we moved to four Seth and Rain Dames. And the name the name that stands out straight away in that evening session is Lou Littler because of what he's done tonight. Um, but let's start off with the afternoon session. Uh, Zong Zhao Chen will take on Mickey Mansell in round one. Dan, I'll let you go first on this one. Where you going, mate? That's very kind of you. Um, so, I mean, again, I'll hold my hands up. Zong Zhao Chen isn't one of the players in the tournament that I am massively familiar with. Um, I know we, we've seen him a couple of times at the Ali Pali previously. Um, but in terms of knowing the detail of his game and how he plays, I'm far from an expert. I'm then going to make a really ignorant Mickey Mansell 3-1 prediction. Um, Mickey Mansell's had a solid a solid year. Um, I think every every time I go on to darts rankings and, and want to look at summer and look at who's done what or who's moved to where, I keep, every time I'm scanning and looking up and down, I see Mickey Mansell and, and have to like check and think like, what, really? Yeah, all right, fair enough. You know, like he, he's had a really, really solid year. And the year before that, he was solid. I just think he's probably going to have too much and, and he'll get through 3-1. Yeah, let's say uh, predictions in the chat room as well. Just have a quick scroll through. Sean has got 3-2. Mansell, Daniel 3-1. Bob's done with Zon 3-2. Graham 3-1. Mansell, Tommy 3-1. Mansell. Um, I think it's going to be tighter, Dan. I'm in the 3-2 Mansell, but I do think Mansell, that's out of the line. Um, moving on to Dame number two, Luke Woodhouse versus Barry Vampire. I will delve first here. I think Luke's just going to have way too much for Barry. I know we've seen the form that he's had on the um, challenge tour, but his performance on the his performance at the Grand Slam and the manner of how he played that last time against Josh Roth worried me in the Slam. Um, with the sort of getting too involved with the crowd and trying to make it fun, but for him and them, but didn't make it fun for anyone. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a clean sweep here on Luke Woodhouse. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I mean, uh, to be honest, the on the back of the quarterfinal he made at the at the Players Championship Finals, just you know, down at Minehead last month, um, he showed some some really good stuff. That 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 weekend down 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 at Butlins, um, I think Luke Good Luke Woodhouse's game is in a really good place at the minute. Um, you know we we've seen him equal his lifetime best at UK Open this year. He's done well on the on the Pro Tour. I think his game's as good as we've probably ever seen it. Um, so yeah, I think I think he he gets the job done very very comfortably as a three 0 win. I think. So Nito's on 3-1 to Woody, Tommy 3-0 Woody, Joel 3-1 Woody, Rams on 3-2 Barry Van Pier, and Sean 3-0 to Woody, Bob 3-2 to Barry. Moving on to round number two, tough one to call this, Dan. Um, luckily, you're it first. I think it's as close to a time cost as we've got tomorrow. You know, I think it's a really tight game this and and I like I'm tempted to just say well it's gonna be three two I'm not sure which way um I could I, I could that doesn't happen on this I'm show I'm not gonna do that you know that um I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do then I'll go 
I'll go 3-2 to Maras Razma and we're going to see th- we're going to see a number of triple shots into that treble 19 bed. He's going to keep finding that treble 19 like he does, where he comes to the hockey and just throws his opening darts for it. He goes bonkers. I think we'll see a bit of that. Um, yeah, 3-2 Maras Razma. I'm done with a Razma win. I think it'll, it'll win 3-1. I've got it down as 3-1, but I think it'll be a tight 3-1. Similar to the, probably the 3-0 we've sort of had today with Spellman that's not as deserved or not justified the storyline. We'll have this style very nervy. And I just think Rasmus just thought that more about him than what Mike Didetta has. Um, so I'm going to go 3-1. They are flying in the chat room tonight, Dan. Um, Daniel Isn't Lucas has gone Mike 3-2. Tommy Rasmus 3-2. Joel Rasmus 3-2. 3-1 Dudetta for Bob. 3-2 for Nico on Dudetta. Sean, it's on 3-1 Rasma. Well, everyone, whoever's losing, he's getting at least a set. No one's doing one-sided with that one. It just sort of shows yeah, that close that Dame is. Moving on to Dame number four, and it is Rob Cross, the start of the campaign for former world champion Rob Cross, taking on last year's World Championship finalist at Lightside, Thibaut Tritol. Dan? Oh, it's me, it's me first, isn't it? It's you first, mate. I'll just copy off you. I've been looking forward to Thibaut playing at the World for so long. However, Rob Cross, 3-0. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby Cross is going to have to. I know, I like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tebo. I think, but because I think his opening game didn't quite go to plan. And granted, he won it. So that, I mean, it did go to plan to a degree. Um, but, you know, we didn't see his best starts. Um, I've picked Bob Cross to, to win that quarter. Um, I'm expecting big things from him. I will be. I think I've had him in the final. I will be generous. And I think Tebo. Takes a set. 3-1. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. And to be honest, looking at the chat room, Tommy, Jack have both done 3-1. Other than that, Daniel, Nicole, Graham, Sean and Joel have all done Bobby Cross 3-0. Yeah. So we are not holding out much out for T-Ball across the board. Moving on to... The evening session. Oh, I guess the game we're now all looking forward to because of a certain performance that he's what putting tonight. Andrew Dilding takes on Luke Littler. Are you going to be brave enough? Is it you or me? Um, it's you, Dan. Are you going to be brave enough to bat the UK Open champion to defeat the young boy who's just hit 106 on the main stage? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, but I'm not going as dramatic as. as I have done in, in you know in some of the other games. Um Andrew Gildon is not an easy prospect and he's not he's ju- he's difficult to play against. He has levels, man. He's he's got real levels and he's a he's a good, good, solid professional player, and he will make Luke Littler work for his victory. It will not come given, and that's why I've got Luke as a three two winner. John O'Shea sitting on the fence with a no comment. I've got a feeling I will get a message from Mr. O'Shea with his predictions. I'll just have to keep it to myself. Um, what, was, what was it, Dan? Three? Three, two to Luke Litter. Can he do that again, what he's done today? 
100 he need to, does he? he need to average 106. Maybe good if he did. He doesn't need to. Doesn't need my to worry, replicate. My, my worry is the dip, because we've seen a dip of, on in one Super Series and in some games where we, it, it, that, that B down. But I know I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon of what the I've other seen thing today. is. Is I'm I jumping, think I'm totally, totally jumping on the bandwagon of what I've seen today and Lou Littler. He's done a perform to a late 90s, early ton average. And I think he will still not whitewash building, but it'll be 3-1. The other thing, the other observation I would make on that game... By the way, these could, predictions have been written down. If you could pick anyone, like a seed, that wouldn't be distracted or overawed by, or, you know, put off by the faff and fuss around Luke Littler. It's probably Andrew Gildin. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the danger for Luke, is that there are lots and lots and lots of seeds he could have met that would be got at by the amount of press, extra press and coverage and everything else. There are a lot of people talking about it. And Andrew Gildin, I don't think, will be. I don't think I don't think that'll interfere with Andrew Gildin's game. I don't think anything interferes with Andrew Gildin's game other than Andrew Gildin. Um, so... That that's why I've got it close. I think. You know what? I'm going to change my mind. What I've seen today, three 0 lit that. Oh, three 0 lit When you said you were going to change your mind, I thought I'd just like put a little idea in your head. <laughs> no, three 0 lit that. You have put an idea in my head, but then I remembered what oh, I just saw. I've just saw for. I've just remembered what I just saw for what seemed like a minute and a half, but was actually about twenty minutes of just utter brilliance by Lou Littler and nothing. So I think it plays into his favour in playing so quickly. He's not, yes, he will have media to do tomorrow, but for someone at that age, he's just an adult and enjoy it. And um, I think he wins it. Graham's got 3 2 loot. Uh, Laura was a little late on the Rob Cross one, but it's 3 0. Uh, Jack, 3 2 Littler. Nithal, 3 1 Littler. Daniel, 3 1 Littler. Sean's the first one to come in with Dildon at 3 2. Barber's 3 1 Littler. Um, but a lot of conversation around the pace and it will be interesting to see how Littler adapts to that. He was asked that question and he says um, he's played slower players before. It's just Andrew's name and he'll just get on with it. Uh, Laura's on 3-1 Littler and so is Harry. So moving on to Dane number two. Very, very interesting Dane, this one, Dan. Uh, yeah, Williams and, and Noppy. Again, Scott Williams, I think, is a man who, who's just, again, the second year in a row, being unfortunate with his the the draw. But like you know, what it, last year is it second round lost to Rob Cross, wasn't it? His stable mate, um, and Rob's mint. But and but I I'm going to really stick to my guns, and, and I could end up looking a, a fool. But I I just see. And I think everyone does because he's such a presence, you know. And he's such a, such a, as I say, we've had a, we've had him on shows as well. He's 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 a great lad. But I think Scott Williams could do a bit, and he didn't. We didn't see everything from him in his opening game, and we know he's got more. I'm going Scott Williams, and it's an outsider pick, but I'm going Scott Williams to beat. Danny Noppert. Well, Danny Noppert's been a bit inconsistent. We've seen again, we've seen brilliant, brilliant stuff from him. What's the um, down with Dan? What? 
What story are you down with? Klaus, one sided. 3 1. 3 1. There, there, there it is. I just think that Noppy gets over the line and it is just getting over the line. So that 3 2. He knows how to win. That's the that's the thing with Noppy. He knows how to win, but there's question marks there. And the two question marks I have against Noppy at the minute is one, he didn't play at the Paris Championships, obviously dropped out due to the um birth he's misses giving birth to the second child. And secondly, his record at this at Ali Pali is dreadful for the player that he is. Um so I think Noppy does get out of the line. But I think we see a very, very good day and Stock Williams does push him all the way. Um, I just think Noppy will find a way to to win that game. This one is very interesting now, Dan. Gabriel Clemens, after the fantastic run he had last year, and then someone who's had some recent very good form on the stage in Man Lot Lund. Yeah, he's, re- he's probably going to be well supported by the crowd at Ali Pali, by the way due to the fact of his performance in round one. But then we've very much got a heavily German-based fan base, so it will be very loud for that day. We, we did, and it was it was interesting, because I, I was on the show the other night when 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 Manglock Lung won, and, and and at the time, I was... at the, I'd have picked him to win there and beat Clemens. And I've, I've, since then, I've probably had time to think and, and reflect a bit. And like he's got experience on that stage, crazy got a semi-final last year. But then I remember he he did he semi-final the players' championship finals in Minehead, didn't he? Like literally last month. So I was thinking the other night that he'd had a bit of a crap year, and he has in a lot of you know, like the slam, the Grand Prix, the match play, Europeans, he went out all of the he did so he didn't get in the slam and everything else he went out in round one. That's Gabby Clemens this year. He went and that was tolls, that was tolls for someone's being the Premier League. Yeah, yes, yeah, and that's what I said. You know, semi-final, semi-finals of, of the of the worlds, but then the match player, the Grand Prix, and the European Championship, all of them, he went out in round one and didn't qualify for the slam. So he's had a, he's had a, he's had a crap year. But then in November, all of a sudden he finds some form and away he goes. We know he's got the level if he carries the form through that he had in 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 November in Minehead, then he'll win this match, and he should win this match. And I know we've seen some brilliant things from the man who goes by Hugo. But it's Gabe Clemens 3-1. I've done exactly the same. I was jotting mine down. To... Dan, I have written down all our predictions, so we will send them to you. So we'll have a we'll have a good game of tomorrow. I, I've, seen you, I've seen you gloating this afternoon and then things change very, very quickly. But... Yeah, I stopped talking, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you stopped texting me back. I went, I went I pretty quiet in the chat room. <laughs> Um, Brian's got Clemens 3-0 Tommy 3-1 Daniel 3-2 Bob has done to Hugo as you said 3-2 Joel's done 3-1 Clemens Sean has done Manlock Lund 3-0 and then I wake up from my dream <laughs> if he plays like he did the other night it's possible it's possible um, but it will be a very very interesting and the final one Dan this is the one day I'm looking out of all of them probably before I'd seen what Luther had done tonight, this was the standout Thursday game for me because we know what Martin Luther can do um, if he can find that. And we know that Damon Hetter's got better on TV this year. This has the potential to be a very good game. Potential is probably the key word here. 
but it has the potential to be a very good day. Yeah, potential is the key because it's also got the potential to not do that. This could stink, but it could be unbelievable. could be amazing. It's, I think it's another tough one to call. It's, it's difficult. I think the reason it's difficult to call is because we've seen Martin Lukeman and we haven't seen Damon Hatter. We've seen good things from Martin Lukeman. And Martin Lukeman's performance tonight was like very, very Martin Lukeman, like very solid. Like mid 90s average, good doubles, bang, bang, professional, almost like when Martin Lukeman's playing his best, it's like. It's like James Wade, like you know, just that he wins legs and he wins matches, just sort of averaging mid nineties and checking out doubles and, and putting combinations together that he maybe shouldn't. Really... But, but, just think, Damon will have too much. Just think his level, and I know there's a there's a load of numbers on Damon on TV, but. When I look at the year he's had, all of a sudden, when you look down and you look at previous years and the record shows you on telly, there's lots and lots of round one, round twos. You go all the way down the different tournaments and you go, match for the Grand Prix Europeans, round one, round one, round two, round one, round two. This year, we're going round three, round four, quarterfinal match play, quarterfinal slam, quarterfinal pillars, championship five. The last two events that he's played, he's reached the quarterfinals of. Damon's in form on the telly. He's done two quarterfinals in a row. How can you pick someone who's got two quarters in a row to not come through a second round? So it's going to have to be Damon Hatter. And I think it's a 3-1. I've also got the same down, Dan. Just run through the last name stores from the light, from the chat. Ben's done three. Um, sorry, I was done jumping up the Dane. Tommy's done 3-0. Hatter, Joel, 3-2. Daniel has done 3-1. Graham's done 3-1 to Martin Ludman. Um, Sean's done 3-0 to Heta. Bob 3-1 Heta. Harry's done 3-1 Heta. But later down the chat has said, but I want Ludman to win. So he's done 3-1 Heta. By the sounds of things, he's done with head over arse. Ben's done 3-1 Heta. Um, yes, Damon was there supporting Ben Rob. Uh, I agree with what you said. I think Damon Heta's current form on TV will be enough. I just think it'll be one of them that from a lead play perspective, the store line would probably look close, but actually, because it's set play, I think Hetter will win 3 1, but it yeah. might not be as right things at the right most. time. I think that's where it is, isn't it? Yeah, he's just lost in two good, like it says, runs at quarterfinal at the players, um, runs at a match play, and all that just cement how good Hetter's day. He, looked, good. he looked really good at the slam as well, like he looked, yeah. he looked really good on the stage at the slam. So, yeah, I think it's, I think he, he's a it's quite an easy pick for me that one. Yeah, I think Hatter done through it. Dan, I will send the stores over with you. I can't remember who's on the show tomorrow without the routes in front of me. I don't know, even know if I'm on or you're on. Or, I know Dob's back. I know there is the return of the Dob. Um, but oh, as always, a big thank you to everyone in the chat room who's got involved throughout, who's jumped in with the predictions. Uh, a big thank you to Paddy Pepper for their continued support. Um, Make sure you follow them for the recommended bets, especially what's happened today. Make sure you get onto our website where you will see previews, reviews, and the daily recommended bets from um, from our sponsors as well. Um, and make sure you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, Fred's, I forget all the ones. Phil's an expert at these. There is no, there's too many, isn't there, Dan? Too many, um, far too many for me. Yeah. <laughs> I need a crib sheet. I need a little script or something on the side of my screen. But make sure you're following all them as Mr. Bars is at the venue for all of the tournaments. Make sure you now head over to our YouTube channel and you will get to see the interviews from today's play. And the final thank you goes to you, Mr. Simpson, for joining me on this Wednesday evening. And I will catch you very, very soon. Pleasure as ever. Thanks, everybody.